ladies, gentlemen, this is the Masters of Nonsense. I'm Rob. I'm Matt. And I'm Mike. Uh, attention, we have a special performance of the 1995 hit With My Baby Tonight by the real double M of the Masters of Nonsense. Spend my days working hard on the go, but the hands on the clock keep spinning too slow. I can't wait to be alone with my baby tonight. Alright guys, so as you know, pretty much any day, any minute now, I'm going to have a little baby boy joining the uh, the crew. So... This has made me a little, you know, retrospective, and it's <laughs> and it's made me, you know, really want to get insights into, you know, how we're gonna raise this kid as a group, you know, within the uh, the masters of nonsense. So. This isn't like a group community, you know. <laughs> it's not like three three men and a baby. That would be awesome, though. Who would you guys be? Well, Mike would be Tom Selleck. No, this is bullshit because you say that because I have a mustache. Yeah, and you're tall. Well, no, you're not that tall, but, uh, you know, you'd be Tom Selleck. Rob would be, uh, what was his name, Ted... Uh, Ted McGinley? Ted, <laughs> Ted Danson. I was going to say Ted Danzing for a second. Wait, am I Jefferson or... Uh... <laughs> yeah, Rob could be Jefferson. All right, that sounds good. Who's Jefferson? From Married with Children. Children. Oh, okay, I see. That's and Ted then, McGinley. And then well, I don't really want to be Steve Gutenberg, but... I was going to say John Cryer. <laughs> no, not John Cryer, right? So anyway. If we can recast it, I could be Jason Statham. That's true. I could be Gideon Diego. <laughs> I can be uh, Shepard from Mass Effect. Yeah, you have to be a real person. You can't be a video <laughs> no, game model that I'm going to save the world. Shepherd. <laughs> you could be What's-His-Face from uh, Prison Break. Oh, uh, Dominic Purcell or whatever his name is. Yeah. So anyway, so you know, having the little little guy showing up sometime soon, I really wanted to get a sense of, based on your interests, what you would end up recommending to him in terms of like a game to play, a movie to watch, and an album to listen to. So the caveat being, though, it's not something that like when he's three days old, you're gonna say, hey, let's watch Texas Chainsaw Massacre. It's something that you know, because I don't think he'd even see the screen at that point. Wait, he's gonna he's gonna be blind for the first three years? <laughs> Rob, don't. <laughs> Just don't. <laughs> right? We don't need to go down this road again. I... Is he going to be like Daredevil? Dude, that, that if you pick TV show in there, that's what I'm showing him. All right, well, I mean, you can do movie or TV show, I guess. It, it doesn't really matter, does yeah, it? Yeah, so let's... So again, so take a quick a couple seconds to think about a game that you'd like him to play. And it's not so much that it's critically acclaimed as a great video game. It's something that a game that you particularly liked or you learned something from and you want him to also experience it. Kind of the same thing with a movie and a, and a music album. Just like, you know, something that speaks to you in a way that it would kind of get his interest going but also say a little bit something about you as as he's experiencing it. So I guess we could start with, uh, let's start with movie or TV show. Okay. All right. So you want to go first? Oh. Yeah, I, I can go first. Um... Because, of course, you know, being that this kid is going to be my nephew, I put a lot of time into thinking about this, and I think Matt just got bit by a cat. <laughs> no, um, the cat's playing with the fucking wire. <laughs> Stop! 
<laughs> All right, stop screaming at cats. It's a podcast, damn it. Yeah, I know. Anyway, continue. Um, so wait, do do I? You want me to just go with the movie, or do you want me to go with all three? Uh, well, I'd say do the movie, and this way we could all kind of react. So to you it. said movie. Yeah, okay. movie. So um, this is a very easy one for me because I only like a couple movies, and there's one that is in particular the best of all the types of movies that I like, which is of course Shaun of the Dead. Wow. Because. Oh my this is, god! <laughs> this is something that you know. I I don't even know what age range that I would want to show your kid this, but it's a movie that has every bit of what's important about liking a movie or liking a show or whatever, or having like building a sense of humor as well as understanding of the world. So it's a comedy, which is of course important because the British humor in that is hilarious, and I think that the dry humor would be good to, you know, really grow him up and make sure that he's on the right path of being, you know, a proper gentleman. Then, there is the educational purposes of this, which is that... The educational <laughs> Yes. Because it what is a, British a zombie movie. It's a zombie movie. You need to be prepared for the zombie apocalypse. One of the big themes that goes throughout that entire movie is how to kill a zombie, which is either removing the head or destroying the brain. <laughs> you can learn in any zombie movie. Yeah, but this one has comedy in it. It has real-life drama because there's a love story going on, and he's trying to save the world. He's trying to save the people that are important to him. So I want to make sure that if there's a zombie apocalypse that, that happens that this kid's going to come and look for Uncle Rob and make sure that he's okay. No, Uncle Rob should be the last person he should look for in a zombie Actually, apocalypse. Uncle Rob is the first person I'd want him to look for in a zombie apocalypse. No, because Uncle Rob's going to turn into the fucking governor from The Walking <laughs> Dead, that's why. Yeah, and he can be my minion. Yeah, but the governor was able to set up a whole society of people that, you know, it ran mostly well until fucking Rick showed up. Yeah, that guy's a dick. <laughs> Rick's a dick. <laughs> Coral. <laughs> Coral. Coral. <laughs> so I'll be for another podcast. So you say Shaun of the Dead yeah. for educational purposes to show how to, you know, interact with someone in the midst of great turmoil, whether it's like a love story or camaraderie. Right. Uh, and, then it's just, and then it's just that it's a British comedy because you want to make sure that this kid has a sense of humor. And okay. I think that a movie like that really does help in developing a strong sense of humor and dry humor, which is important. May I retort? Well, one last question. Around what age would you say you'd want to show him that? I mean, I think it's really important that this kid understands how to kill a zombie by, like, four. (laughs) So I would say around then, and then, you know, we can just continue to build him up, so then he... To become a psycho. There, why would he be a psycho based on this? Because he's watching human-like things getting slaughtered, and it's bloody and violent. And he's four. Yeah, we used to watch RoboCop all the time when we were younger. Yeah, we're and that's why... That. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Do I need to say more? <laughs> and he actually... Someone did get him a little uh, onesie that says keep calm and kill zombies. There, and then player two enters the game. I forgot he got Yeah. Player three. Oh, yeah. It's funny because it, that's really for us because he's not going to get that until he's, you know, 
10 years old and shaking his head when we show him pictures of that when he was a kid and he gets all annoyed at us. Hey, listen, we're doing the sacrificing now. At least we get some entertainment out of it. Really? No, but what I was going to say, though, is that in Shaun of the Dead, spoiler alert, he sucks at helping his, like, family and friends. Yeah, but he tries, and that's all that matters. You got to yeah, try your hardest. Effort. But, alright, that's fine. So, uh... <laughs> Thanks, man. No, it's not a, no, it's not a bad one. It's just that it's like... It, it's, it's a fucking... De- Actually, that movie's a depressing-ass movie. It's, to me, it's, at least. It's, it's about real life. Personally, I liked Hot Fuzz a little better, but that's just, you know... Well, that would be for when he's a little bit older, too. Oh, that one's for when he's older. <laughs> but, you know, Shaun of the Dead with the zombies is the one that we show him as a kid, as four years old. What's older for you, seven? <laughs> I'd say ten. <laughs> you gotta get a good six years of him understanding Shaun of the Dead, because, you know, it's gonna take a bit of time. What, are you gonna make also get on reruns for him? And get through those accents, because that was the first time we watched it. We couldn't really get into it, because we couldn't get through those freaking accents. Yeah, British movies good, are tough with that. It had a good soundtrack, too. It was a that good was soundtrack. soundtrack. <laughs> All right, so Matt, what's your pick for uh, a movie suggestion? All right, so my pick is, it's a little nerdy, but I think I would show him the uh, Lord of the Rings trilogy. Jesus and Christ. It's like what? fucking 12 hours of movie right there. Yeah, and he's probably going to love all of it, because I'm, the age range I'd give about is 8 or 9, because there's like some creepy shit in there, so... But I figured I'd show it to him because, you know, it does show a lot of camaraderie. It shows guys coming together and overcoming, a, you know, a horrible thing, you know, for a good, doing it for a good cause. It shows sacrifice and, you know, doing the right thing even when no one else believes in you. And it also has some badass sword fighting and chopping limbs off and stuff. And if he's going to watch Shaun of the Dead, I mean, he'll be used to it by now. Right, because you said around 10, right? I said, yeah, about eight or nine. So eight or nine. So yeah, four years of understanding violence is good. It's gonna be funny when he watches that and he's like, ah, this is nothing compared to what Uncle Rob shows me. I'll be like, you don't think that the the freaking orc and his head chopped off his bed and with the blood squirting? He's like, nah. I saw zombies get his head crushed in. Well, the yeah, good they... thing the good thing about hanging out with Uncle Rob is gonna be that <laughs> Uncle Rob doesn't watch anything that's longer than an hour and a half. Oh my god. <laughs> Yeah, but that's just ADD. Yeah. That has nothing to do with the quality of the movie or the content. So, Uncle Matt, you're going to show him Lord of the Rings, and then he's going to go up to me tugging on my arm saying, Hey, Dad, you want to go for a walk for like two hours? (laughs) Hey, let's talk to this tree. Yeah, and then he's not going to mention all the freaking badass sword fighting in it when he's like, Hey, Dad, can I buy like 10,000 swords so I can fight? Why does he need so many swords? Because he needs to learn each one of them. And why does he need to fight? Well, he needs to fight if he's in freaking Shaun of the Dead, and they suck at it. They use pull sticks. Yeah, that's resourcefulness. Yeah, but it's better to just have a sharp object, because if I had a sword and you had a pull stick, I think I'm going to kill you first. That's what you think. (laughs) What are you, an expert at freaking, you know, stick fighting? You're going to break them and make them into scream of sticks? Well, like Steve Blackman. Yeah, basically. So wait, so then how do you explain, you know, how Frodo is basically like almost almost like a drug addict with the ring? Yeah, that'll teach him about obsession. 
So, and Fro's a pussy, you know. <laughs> so I make him a pussy. No, the most brutal object on the planet. No, because the problem with that movie and other movies like that is that always the main protagonist is always like the boring one. Like no one's gonna say Frodo's their favorite character in the thing. You want like Aragorn or the dwarf or the elf, you know? So I'm just saying that it's like I'll be like, yeah, 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 yeah. he's got this weird problem with the fucking ring and just pay attention to all the other cool shit going on. <laughs> but would you call him a pussy? No, I would not call him a pussy in front of your kid. I'm just saying with us I'm talking about. Okay. So do you have any other thoughts of that, Rob? I, I don't know. I haven't actually watched the Lord of the Rings movies. Actually, the best sleep I've ever gotten in my life was when you and uh, Tiffany were watching them, and I was sitting on the couch watching on the side, and I would fall asleep from the very beginning of the movie. Wow, thanks, And then Rob. I'd wake up and the credits were going, and it was amazing. <laughs> and you're like, wow, I just got a three-hour nap in. Yeah. I feel like I took everything in that I needed to from those movies. Okay. I knew who was in them, and that's about it, because I that's saw the great. credits. So, the movie that, obviously, this isn't going to come as a big surprise, that I want to show them is Ghostbusters. Yeah, I knew that. I mean, we all knew that, and that wasn't a surprise at all. Yeah, I think all my picks are going to be pretty uh, pretty predictable, but I think what's interesting, I'm not going to go into, I don't think I need to really explain why Ghostbusters so much, but what's interesting about all three movies that we picked, if you think about it, it's a group of people who come together and unite and try to work together to you know, meet a common cause, so it's kind of like the three of us coming together under the banner of nonsense. No, that not anything like that, because at least they have productivity on their side. We have <laughs> bullshit. Well, we have nonsense. What? Yeah, we, have a, we have a podcast and a Facebook. We don't have a website yet, which is a shame. But yeah, that's true. Yeah. Oh, well. Can't that. have everything. <laughs> but we do have a logo. Pretty badass logo, too. Yeah, it is pretty cool. It's a shame you had to kill him in uh, your duel the creator of our logo, but... Well, I didn't necessarily kill him, but, you know, I wounded him, wounded his pride. So, all right, so I think, you know, got some oh, good picks for movies. Oh, well, so, did, Matt, did you pick a age frame from when you, you would want to yeah, show he it? Yeah, he said, like, eight or nine. Eight or nine, yeah. okay. So I guess segueing into, well, let's go into music, because that's what we don't... Wait, uh, can I just interject? Um, there was, is there anything else besides Ghostbusters, and what would your age range be? Uh, no, I think Ghostbusters just because it has like that, you know, from a the little kid, I, as a little kid, it used to actually scare me a little bit because I thought it was, you know, a little, like almost like a horror movie. <laughs> and, uh, so there's that element, which is like sci-fi and, um, you know, it, it has that cool part to it. Then it's also the, the teamwork aspect of them coming together. <laughs> and then it's also the, uh, you know, just a really good comedy with the ad-libbing and such. So, Okay, so age range? Um, well, I started watching that movie when I was like four. Jesus Christ. <laughs> so, um, But the thing is, I didn't truly appreciate the comedy aspect of it until I was in my teens. So I think I'd like him to watch it around five. <laughs> I like that's the that's the yeah, same year. Yeah. Uh, five. Yeah, because when he's you know falling asleep, I'll tell him the story of the Ghostbusters. So you can show him the cartoon. Don't you have the uh, the box of the cartoon? I do have the whole run of the real Ghostbusters. So that would actually be something cool to bond over with. So yeah. you know what you should do is you should just read him the script of the movie when you're putting him to sleep. <laughs> no. So, 
everything was fine until Dickless over here shut off the power. <laughs> is that true? Yes, it is. This man has no dick. <laughs> Good night, son. <laughs> Sweet Bob. dreams. <laughs> Good night, Dickless. <laughs> so, segueing into a uh, an album, like I said, we don't really talk about music much other than the occasional Danzig reference. So. Mm-hmm. Um, fucking monster. <laughs> 55 Wait. foot Danzigs. <laughs> so, uh, what's, you know, an album, or it could be, you know, when you think of albums, it could be from one band, it could be a compilation album, it could be a soundtrack, it could be really, you know, anything, but just kind of like, you know, a, a music experience that you would like to share with them. So, I guess we'll stick with our normal order. So, do you have, a, you have an answer, Rob? Of course I do. And actually, I can't pick one album for this, and I know that you guys know what the answer of this is going to be. Oh, no. No. Come but on, there's a, there's, a, there's a good reason why. Oh, Jesus so, Christ, no. So, of course, it's going to be Volbeat. Oh, oh God. <laughs> Damn it. So now, the reason why is because, one, they're the greatest band alive right now. <laughs> oh, Jesus. God. Two... They're the perfect blend of actually good music because they're a combination of Elvis, of Johnny Cash, and Metallica. So when you really listen to all their music, it just it fits that mold, and you can get an entire history of rock and roll through one band and then not have to hear all the other shit. So, so how much are they paying you? Not enough. So those are your two reasons. Yeah, I mean they're, I mean, and they're really fucking good. I mean, I go to see them whenever they're in the city, and it's always an amazing show. So like, I want to build this kid up. So when they're doing their, you know, like retirement tour, that they're gonna want to come with me to these shows. Didn't you just go to a, a concert with them too again, like last week or something? Yes, I did. Anthrax was opening for them. Yeah, Matt, don't you notice that, like, healthy Volby glow that he has to his face? Like, <laughs> yeah, I can see it on his right side, you know? <laughs> yeah, it's not the sunlight. <laughs> That's Volby. So, actually, Rob, I'm surprised the other thing you didn't bring up about them is that, because haven't you said there's, like, a story that's kind of told through some of their songs? Like, it's this kind yeah. of arc. Yeah, it's like a, a folktale when you really think about it, which is also kind of cool, because that's what I planned on doing, and just reading the lyrics to them when I'm putting them to sleep. <laughs> can tell you the story of Mr. Cadillac over the course of seven days. Well, actually, so Matt, I don't know if you have any immediate reactions. My first reaction, other than being like, I want to reach through the screen and slap the drink out of his hand, is that, that, you know what they say with little kids, like repetition is kind of a good way for them to learn. So actually, Volby will probably be good because every song is third, 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 so Matt, what was that? How did that song go from the first album that you liked? Wasn't it like third, third, third? <laughs> oh, you mean every song on that album? I don't need forever. Oh wait, you do an intro song like that? It would just be so easy. Matt, I couldn't hear you talking. I think Rob was playing one of the Volbeat songs. Ha ha ha! That's funny. <laughs> that was bad. <laughs> well. We can go ahead and steal some lyrics from Volbeat right now and use, you know, counting all the assholes in the room, and I'm definitely not alone. Well, we're not uh, in your room, so. Yeah. Fuck you. 
Isn't your wife in your room? That's pretty messed up, dude. <laughs> As we can see from the picture hanging in the back. Yeah, I got Deadpool and Lady Deadpool with me. So cute. Please tell me you don't call her Lady Deadpool. Like as a pet name. What? what the, the statue next to Deadpool? No, your no, wife. You don't know her name, Lady Deadpool. Like she calls you Deadpool and you call her Lady Deadpool just like around the house when you're making food and stuff. <laughs> no, that doesn't happen. So, Matt, what would be your... Uh, your pick of an album, unless you have more reactions to the, the shitty Volbeat pick. No, I think we should just drop that dead in the water. So, <laughs> This is my problem, is that I was thinking about a particular band to show them, so I was thinking would I show them the Misfits, you know, like maybe punk music, but then I oh, was wait, thinking... Wait, wait, Matt, Matt, let me just interrupt and say that you know, the Misfits played with uh, Volbeat. Yeah, 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 I know, alright? That's one of the reasons why I don't want to show them that, because it has the Volbeat taint on it. <laughs> No, but I was actually thinking it would be kind of cool, even though it's technically not an album, right? But it would be really cool to show him all the songs from Supernatural. Oh, okay. Like, kind of, because it's all classic rock. So basically what I'm saying is I would love to show him, like, a lot of classic rock, you okay. know, and I think it would be really cool that if he got into classic rock, and it's something that when I was a kid, my dad would always play classic rock and help him out. And uh, I think it would just be cool for him to get into that and kind of like pass on the the cool genre of classic rock, and then he can get into supernatural through that. And you know, obviously, you'd play some stuff for him. So yeah, are there any bands in particular that come to mind within that genre? Or uh, I would definitely show him uh, the songs uh, like Lunatic Fringe, uh, definitely Werewolves in London. So he could just like in the car when you're driving him, he could be like, Ah, Werewolves in London. Uh, I saw Lon Chino dropping at the cream. He, he's like, "Where's Lon Chino, Dad?" Well, and you're like, "I don't know, son." Ask, ask Uncle Matt. Surprised you didn't go with uh, Tom Petty. Yeah, Tom Petty would be a good. Actually, that would be a good one. Tom Petty and the Heartbreakers, uh, Full Moon Fever, the whole entire album. Because then I could tell him how I suffered through that for three weeks. My dad played it going cross country. So it's kind of like the, uh, you know. A moment in time that you're resharing. Exactly. But I do like Tom Petty. You know how you said repetition? It's yeah. like I didn't like it at first, and now I love it because I just heard it so many times. So when you were a kid and you listened to Tom Petty with your dad, did it drive you nuts? It didn't so much drive me nuts as it... Um, like, I liked it, but it's just when you hear it a thousand times. Like, my father plays shit a thousand times. That's how he says that you like a band. So, the Who's Tommy, uh, the Doobie Brothers, um, who's the other one? The Great Fed. It's like, I liked some of those songs, but, I mean, when you hear it for the 30th time in three days, it kind of drives you insane. Yeah. Okay. Any of your response to that, Mr. Host with the most? I wouldn't do that to your son, by the way. <laughs> I'll be quite honest. I don't know if can you hear my microphone. I was distracted, so I did not hear any of it. <laughs> so so who like, do you pick? Just one word. Who do you pick? Well, I'll go with just Tom Petty and the Heartbreakers because I'm not getting into this whole fucking thing again. So you want to teach him to never back down? Yep. That's perfect. But I'm, I'm not showing him Free Fallen because I don't like that song, and everybody loves that song. Every time yeah. I think of Free Fall, and I think of Mr. Martin Carney from Ford and Prep singing yeah. it. All the Ford and Prep guys had to love Free Fall and the freaking Eagles, man. Yeah, and that was really annoying. So, 
Well, my pick, I don't think it's going to come as a big surprise, would be Seven Dust. Oh, oh come on. Come, on. You, come Phil, on. you couldn't go with Phil Collins. Well, Michael I mean, Jackson for you? Because, you know, like when you were growing up, you liked them. I did. Well, and of course the album would be Animosity, which is their third album <sighs> in 2001. Oh, you mean their, like, their popular album, quote-unquote? Right. It wasn't their popular one, but... Are you talking about the one that sounded like the first one or the one that sounded like the fifth one? Because they all sounded the same. <laughs> is it the one where they talk about the uh, their soul and the third eye? Well, it's funny because all these things, I think, influence Volbeat, so... <laughs> Yeah, and, and Volbeat sold out Hammerstein the last time I went, so... Oh, ooh, double ooh. zinger. <laughs> Whoa, whiffer. <laughs> uh, oh, Jose Canseco bat? <laughs> Tell me you didn't pay any money for this. So, and I guess the quick answer to why it is, other than you two know, it's you know, one of my favorite albums of all time, but I think it captures enough anger and kind of redemption. <laughs> That's great. <laughs> I think all those things are kind of, uh, you know, addressed in a unique way that it helped me process those emotions during that time of my life. So, oh, I forgot to ask. So, at what point would you want to show him that? So, Rob, when do you think he's ready for Volbeat? Uh, definitely around like six months. <laughs> right out of the womb, you just start yeah. playing. Dur, 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 dur. <laughs> you got to get the kids some rhythm. So, how about you, Matt? When uh, when does he hear Tom Petty and all the classic '70s and '80s rock? Oh, three. Right. Definitely, he'll be ready. He'll be ready to process that. And then for me, with animosity, I actually think it'll be uh, more in his like teenage years, so like 12, 13, 14. I think kind of that's when you know you start thinking about all those different crazy things. So now, one thing I will say, and this is going to be interesting because obviously I think this is going to end up coming out before he's born, but I will say that if we, you know, if Tiffany does select Alexander as his name when mm -hmm. he comes out, I plan on playing. Uh, here comes Alex, or the return of Alex. So wait, like wait, immediately when he's born? Yeah, pretty much. I'm gonna have it queued up on my phone. Such a lame ass dude. It's like when you come, so the doctor's gonna be out pulling out the baby and wedding. Hey, hey, here comes Alex. Yeah, because we have a birth plan, and part of it is you select all the different things that you want to happen, and it's a way of, you know, in case you forget something or, like, a lot of things are going down that, you know, it gives the nurses and the doctors information that you want, so it says things about how you kind of want to give birth and what the settings are, so it says, like, if you want the lights off, you could select that, and you could also check off if you want music playing, but it says you have to provide the music. Oh, my God, please don't do so that wait. this poor kid. Wait, so could we give you a playlist? <laughs> yeah, can we? I guess you could. And then, Matt, I did hear you mention... Out and all the assholes in the room. Look <laughs> at a bad company. <laughs> I was born, six gone in my hand. Now, could we do that the Masters of Nonsense thing to hits? Yeah, that would be awesome, butchering lyrics all the way. <laughs> so, yeah, it would either... So the two name options currently are Alexander or Sean, and uh, the problem is with the if we go with Alex, the return of Alex is a pretty cool early '90s rock song. The problem is if we go with Sean, I guess I'm gonna have to go with you know Shawn Michaels, HBK, sexy boy no, music. Don't do that. Well, it's actually you know aren't you wanting to go with the S H A W N version? I am. Yeah. Yeah. Oh wait, that's how he spells his name, right? He doesn't do the C he, yeah. he doesn't do the scene thing. Yeah. So, okay. oh, just can I just interject one thing? Sure. I didn't realize after doing some Ninja Turtles references, that's what I should have picked as my movie. So that would be like the second movie I show him is you know Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, the original from the nineteen nineties. 
Well, that's interesting too because it has that camaraderie aspect to it. Yeah, and it's but it's kind of like in our time frame of like you know the Ghostbusters, Ninja Turtles, like the New York movies that we loved growing up. You know, that's true. I just find it amusing because all these things that we're saying, this kid is going to absolutely hate. <laughs> well, it was funny. Mike and I were talking about the Ninja Turtles because I was saying, oh, he's probably going to watch the new show that's on. I, I forgot it's uh, was it Nickelodeon, Nickelodeon or something. Yeah. And Mike was saying, I don't really like the animation. I was saying to him, but when you think about it, I mean, the animation for the one we grew up with was terrible anyway. Like, I couldn't yeah, watch that again. Yeah, but this new one, it looks like I drew it. Yeah, but no, but the thing is, though, that's what kids like these days. Like, you got to remember, we're getting older. You know what I'm saying? Like, it's the new generation. They're going to like what they like. And it's not that terrible. I mean, you know, he's going to probably love that. You know that. Yeah, unfortunately. All right, relax. Hey, at least he's into Ninja Turtles, you know? We don't know that yet. Yeah, we don't yeah. know that. But I'm saying hypothetically, he would be... He's going to be like, Daddy's a moron. <laughs> My uncles are stupid. <laughs> Why do they like these mutant turtles? This is fucking dumb. Hey, guys, this thing sucks. <laughs> so, wait, the no. podcast of the turtles? No, the turtles. <laughs> <laughs> so, so, the last topic would be video games. So, again, what video game would you want him to experience and, you know, around what age? So, right. Rob. Yeah, so, again, I put a lot of thought into this one, and... A very there's reasons to this one, and uh, there's it's pretty complex when you think about it. Oh no! You know what it is, Matt. Really, Rob? You're gonna go with that one? Yeah. So Bloodborne. <laughs> so now. Oh, wait, what? Yes. Oh, I thought you were gonna say the Mass Effect trilogy. Oh no, no, that's way too involved. <laughs> no, no, because you, it's like letting, like having the kid watch the Lord of the Rings. It's fucking ridiculous when you think about it. <laughs> okay, wait, wait, not to cut you off, Rob, but I just want you to give this a second, okay? This is a game that you've played, like, think of all the years that you've played video games, right? You've been playing Seriously, games for Rob. basically 28 years at this point, right? Uh-huh. So, Bloodborne, the game that you just recently played and beat, a.k.a. Flavor of the Week, <laughs> is the one you want my son, your nephew, to, to play? And also, yeah. it's kind of twisted, dude. Well, no, no. So, here's the reason. And this would be something that would be, like, when he's, like, 13, 14. So, okay. he can, like... Because, first of all, the, it's a little bit challenging. So, you want to, you know, put him into a game which is like this, which is, you know... The graphics are amazing, and I think they'll probably hold up for when, you know, he's actually able to appreciate something like that. Okay. Um, there's absolutely no story unless you want it to have a story, so you don't even have to, like, worry about all this shit. The atmosphere is really cool. And then it's like a life lesson because nothing in life is handed to you, and that game is so fucking hard that you'll be like, all right, you know what? I know that there's consequences to every single action I have, so I better make the right choices at the right times, or else my whole life is fucked, and I'm dead, and I'm getting eaten by weird monsters. I don't even know what to fucking say to that. <laughs> Wait, can I ask you a question, Rob? Why what? wouldn't you pick the remake of Resident Evil? If you're going to go on the, you know, the zombie and the horror thing, why not? That's like something I feel like that has a lot of history with us, or even Resident Evil 4. Well, yeah, I thought about that as well, and... Those were, I think that they're great games, and they they would be the ones that I would want to consistently play with 
my nephew, like, I would want them to sit next to me, or, and I'm playing it, or they're playing it, just because I think that it's a, you know, like, a really amazing game. Mm-hmm. But when it comes to, like I was saying, it's almost like a life lesson with Bloodborne, because you need to be prepared for everything that comes your way. And this is the teenage kid who's, you know, just getting accustomed to everything that's going on in his life. He's about to be going off on his own at that point, because, you know, you're starting to build up to, you know, high school and college, and now, you know, he's going to become a man, and this is how you prove yourself. If you can beat this fucking game, that means that you can accomplish anything, you can overcome any challenges that come your way. And what if you can't beat the game? Then he's going to be a failure at life. (laughs) Jesus. This is, like, my head hurts right now. (laughs) Well, I haven't played the game, so I can't really have a reaction to it, so... Okay. So that's your that that's it. But like I said, I'm just really shocked you didn't go with the Resident Evil remake. Um, and I thought you were gonna go with the Mass Effect trilogy, which was been hysterical. To teach him how to do the Shepherd dance. Well, yeah, you gotta teach him. I mean, Mass. Of course, all these other games are gonna come into play. I just feel like if you're looking for the right time, the right game, the right thing to show this kid, so that he can be, you know, like first of all, mastering all these games. Like, you know, once you beat a game like that, you can sort of figure out and, and all the puzzles that are given to you in all the other games. Mm-hmm. Um, and then it's just like, it's a really cool game. But like, before this even happens, he's going to have access to Resident Evil games. He's going to have access to everything else that, you know, would be in our libraries. And of course, I would want him to be playing Mass Effect unlike, you know, his father. Um, and, you know, not only that, like, he'll be able to just establish an identity through, um... <laughs> right, right now, Mike's showing this kid's book that I bought for uh, his son called The Good Dog, about a dog named Taco. <laughs> That's a free plug, by the way, guys. What, for tacos? <laughs> for, for doggies named Taco. But yeah, so as I was saying, Mass Effect, obviously... Resident Evil, of course. These are all games that, before he reaches Bloodborne, he's going to be playing because he's going to be hanging out with with Uncle Rob anyway. But I think that make him play. Yeah, but like this would be like that handoff. Here's my copy of Blood Bloodborne. You must play this. You must enjoy it, and that's going to be his. Where's like the warmness in that? You must play this. You if you don't freaking pass this, you fail in life. Well, like, this, is where I, this is where I have to massage it a little bit, but it's good because I have such a backlog of games that this will be my way of finally cashing up. Okay, <laughs> I'm just gonna hand it to you, <laughs> and you're gonna be playing. Oh man, this game is actually really cool. I should have listened to Rob when he was playing it 13 years ago. Like in five years from now, could we do a podcast about the Mass Effect trilogy? All right, so... Go ahead, Matthew. All right, well, for me, I guess my number one pick, it would be a game that I would probably show him, not for him to play, just because the gameplay is kind of whack, but I got to go with the first Metal Gear Solid. And the reason I'd show him the first Metal Gear Solid is because, I mean, the story's awesome. There's so many cutscenes. The characters are cool. It has a really cool message in there, too. And I don't know, it's just... they That came at a time when... And I know people have said this, but 
games were just games, you know, and, like, for me, Resident Evil was the first game that didn't have levels, so I was, like, totally blown away by that. But when Metal Gear Solid came around, I felt like I was watching a movie, I didn't even feel like I was watching a movie, I felt like I was reading a book. And it was just so cool, and to see someone young experience that, so maybe, like, when he's 12 or something like that, I wouldn't show it to him when he's, you know, 2 or anything. But to see like his reaction to it and ask um, me questions about it and ask him about like the state of the world, maybe it'll get him interested in you know I don't know like philosophy or something because of it. That would be the game I'd love to show him. Again, oh, go ahead, go ahead. No, again, I would love to show him other games. Like the next bunch would be the Uncharted games. I would love to show him Red Dead Redemption, the Max Payne games. You know, but that's the number one uh, pick for me. So would you take them through the entire series then? So like you start them with one and then you work your way all the way to, you know, Phantom Pain? Yeah, I would probably show them everything. Except the second one, I'd be like, eh, we don't need to really see the second one too much. Here, this is a cool... I'll show them the cool scenes in the second one and then just... But the overall, I'll just like skip through the cutscenes. Yeah. Okay, so you want to confuse the shit out of this kid. <laughs> Well, no, because I'm going to also show them stuff like Uncharted, which is very, you know, more of a simple story, but still really good. Right. Prince of Persia series I would show them, too. That would be another good one. But the big one for you is that first Metal Gear. Yeah. And that's not going to confuse the shit out of him. Yeah, don't get me wrong. He gets the number four. He's going to, you know, his eyes are going to be rolling in the back of his fucking head, but... Okay. So the game that I'm going to pick, I don't think you guys will necessarily expect this one. But, uh, Is it Ghostbusters? <laughs> Ghostbusters, the video game. Um, no, the actually, team is still available, the online mode. Yeah, I hope at that point there it is. But Go ahead. So it would be Shadow of the Colossus. Oh, that's a good one. Uh, and the, re- the reason Wait. why it would... Matt, that's a good one, but it's like very similar to Bloodborne when you think about it. Oh, uh, let him talk, because I know I think I know where he's going to go with this one. And at least there's like history there with Shadow of the Colossus. It's like you know what is it, eight years old or something? I think so. But what I like yeah. about the game is that it doesn't really tell you a whole lot about the story. You kind of find out about it as you progress in the game, um, and you really don't understand what you're doing. You just have this big world. You're fighting these huge, you know, these big giants, and you know, you just feel like they're an enemy that you have to uh, dispose of in some way. But... (laughs) He has a dickheads, by the way. (laughs) No, I'm trying to be a giant monster. That's the whole thing. I know what you're mimicking. Yeah. It's like when he's a big monster. What I really like about it is that you're just set into this world where you have to take, you know, you have to kill these giants. And as you kill them, you find out a little bit more about the backstory. But essentially what you find out is that you're on this one-way path where you're trying to save someone that you care about, and you're not really thinking about what the consequences are for trying to save them. And then you get to the end of the game, and you you know, you know then find out what it all takes to like take care of a loved one. Then it's one of those things that, you know, taking care of a loved one is a noble idea and a noble notion, but, um, you know, you really have to think of what the consequences are and how they affect other people, and I thought that game did it in a really interesting way that it was simple, but it was also powerful. So so now, here's a question I've had, because I tried to play this game years and years ago, and I tried it again recently. What the hell is going on with those monsters? Are they, like... Is there something else with them that... Are they, like, something that you really shouldn't be killing and it's really fucked up that you're going after these things and exposing their weaknesses and, like, destroying them in front of, you know, 
all of nature and just like. Well, well I'll say, go ahead, Matt. I just want to say quickly, like we'll just do it as just a warning. This is spoiler alert. So. Spoiler for an eight-year-old game is fine. Yeah. Okay. Fine. All right. So, Mike, continue. Yeah, no, I don't remember. I mean, it's been a while since I played it, but I think the whole concept of, like, you know, you're you're taking a life to then somewhat, you know, in some way affect the life of someone else. Like, I just think that's kind of what it was getting at, that these things exist. But it's not like they're causing any damage to the, the world from what I remember. You know, they don't actively seek you out. You're finding them kind of in their home layer, and you're disrupting their flow of life and then killing them. So, well. Um, it- yeah, I thought that was cool too. Because isn't it that at the end, it's like you basically become this evil spirit that said, "Oh, save the person you care about." So, right, you become the bad guy, you know? Yeah, essentially, yeah. And it's like you're just, you know, fucking people up, and they're just kind of sitting around doing their normal day to day stuff. So yeah. that was my take on it because I didn't see them as a destructive force. So, you know, they exist as giants in this world, but it doesn't mean you could just fucking go up to them and gank them. So, yeah. Are you going to show them uh, The Last of Us after that with the complicated morality? Yeah, that, that'll that take some time. So. That one, I think you need to have... like That has to be when he's 18, you have to sit him down and be like, listen, this is rough. Yeah. <laughs> this is really rough. Let's play this. And then you find out that, that Rob showed him when he was 7, so... <laughs> so, so that would be my pick. Um, and I think in terms of timing, I think that's something that's better appreciated when you're a little bit older, so I would almost see that, like, right before he goes to college, that could be something he could sit with the old man and we could play it, so. Will you have gray hairs by then? What? I said, Mike, will you have gray hairs by then? I have them now, so. <laughs> so the one thing is that I hope by that time, like, 18 years from now, that they fix those freaking controls, because every time I try to play that game, I could not figure out how to do anything. Yeah, I couldn't Shot beat that all the game. Yeah. I didn't beat it. Am I the only one in the group who actually beat it? Yeah, I saw the ending, but I didn't, because I was watching someone else uh, play it, but I didn't beat it because I got stuck. I couldn't find how to get to one of the, the monsters. It was like number 10 or something like that. So yeah, you're the only one. Yeah, congratulations. It's the only game that you've played that we haven't. That's true. Wow. Yeah, thanks, guys. Thanks. Well, I think these are all interesting picks, and it'll be, uh... I think what's going to be more funny is that we're going to completely forget about all this and, like, show it to him at the wrong times. (laughs) (laughs) That's going to be hilarious. The first time he sits up at, like, six months old, we're going to be like, all right, now you need to watch this. He's just hysterically crying because we're over his crib, like, you know, shoving DVDs and and CDs and stuff in his face. His brain's just overloading with this, like, it's like... Oh, uh, was it Blanca in the Street Fighter movie? We see the little the little loading screen of how much information he's getting. <laughs> I thought he was just gonna get porn. I thought he was just gonna get so <laughs> mad that he electrocutes us. <laughs> he probably will. So yeah, one point, really random question: What superpower would you hope that your kid is born with? Uh, super strategy. What? That's not a superpower, dude. I mean, so, like, intelligence, basically. No, but, like, more, like, tactical intelligence. (laughs) Like, like Batman, basically? Like his dad and, like, Lord Baelish. Oh, my God. Wait, Mike, I can't hear you. You're on that high horse. It's uh, pretty high up there. Can you get down from it? You know, it's a really good joke, especially since I used that on you yesterday morning, so. You don't, no one knows that? Wasn't recorded. 
Yeah, that wasn't recorded. How do you know I'm just saying it now? Well, you got to take my word for it. Well, you don't have to take my word for it. That's enough bullshit for today. If you want more nonsense, check us out on Facebook and Instagram at Masters of Nonsense and on Twitter at Nonsense Masters. Gentlemen, it's been real. It's been good. But it wasn't real good. <laughs>